0: We're live at the Brian Oak Show. Don't you want more wood inside you? Brian Oak Podcast. I would like more wood in me. Brian BrianOak.com. Woo! I love you guys.
1: Thank you so much. It is, in fact, episode 40. It's It's a nice round number. Uh, And it feels like a nice round beginning to episode 40 of The Brian Oak Show from the Smart Start MN Studios here in southeast Minneapolis. I guess since we're so close to Nicola, it's probably just south Minneapolis, yeah? I think it's just straight south. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Southside. (laughs) Southside. My name is Brian O'Keefe. His name is Sean Bernard. Our guest tonight is Tim Mahoney. Before we get to any of the silliness and the nonsense and the amazingness, hi to everybody who's watching on Facebook. It's good to see you. Thank you for being here at the, the World Headquarters any of the silliness and the nonsense and the amazing Well, that's
2: a, not at all. Who's What's that all Sorry about? Sorry about that. I'll turn that down. Yeah, what are you... That was is us, hearing us
1: hearing us. Whoa, John Malkovich, John Malkovich, John <laughs> Malkovich. Uh, anyway, we have a good show for you today. Later on we're going to be talking to Aaron, co-owner of The Electric Fetus, but first the beef of the show, the main course is going to be none other than local musical legend Tim Mahoney. Before we talk to him though, I do want to thank Smart Start MN for being a part Part of the broadcast, the podcast, the plod cast. Also though we have a new sponsor and that would be Buster's on 28th. Now I'm a southeast Minneapolis guy, I have been for almost 30 years now. They are a staple. They have been around for a very long time. They do the beer and the wine, hundreds of each of them like more than you can possibly imagine. But for me, being a brown liquor guy, they the food is what the, is really they're Cuban there. So good. Oh. I went for brunch the other day. They had something new on the menu I hadn't seen before, which was an English muffin that had now. Just listen and and take a moment. Just clear your mind. Clear your mind. Peanut butter, (laughs) fried egg, and then your choice of bacon, sausage, or ham. Now that alone, right there, like I love peanut butter and meat. And I thought, is that art? No, it's just. This is this is what fifteen-year-old Brian made himself when he was growing up. And then it came with a side of hash browns. There wasn't even on the menu. I had no idea that it came with hash browns. And hash browns are one of my, next to French onion soup, one of my favorite things of all time. Because most places fuck hash browns up. They do not do a good job. You got to make them nice and crispy. Yeah, but but also, but like, not so crispy on the outside that they're still wet and uncooked on the inside. There's a real art there. There's a gift there that not everybody can do. So I had the most delightful brunch the other day over there, even though we were already supposed to be social distancing because, you know. But I sat there with my wife and two of my best friends, and we had some breakfast, and it was freaking delicious.
2: So what can you do right now? Get it to go. So call them up. Order uh, Buster's to go. That's exactly what we're going to promote uh, for the time being Order whatever you want off the menu, and uh, I think they'll even bring it out to the car, but I mean, you might have to go in and pick it up.
1: Or at least knock on the door. Yeah, try that, the yeah. special knock. Anyway, they're right there next to Baker's Wife, uh, Buster's on 28th. They are on board with theoakshow.com, and I really, Brianoakshow.com and I really, really appreciate it because I've been going there for so many years. That's my neck of the woods. I live less than three blocks from there, so try to triangulate my position, Russian spy. Good luck. Okay. Um, But thank you to them for coming on and thanks for all the people who have supported this. We are in a weird era right now where we're not supposed to go. Well, you can't go to restaurants and bars because they are freaking closed. And as we'll talk about in a little bit, retail, servers, restaurants... Everybody's going to be hit hard by this. And they're talking about kids being back in school by early April. I'm going to be honest. I hate to be a pessimist. I really am a glass half full kind of guy. I think no kids are going back to school again this year. I think it's over this year.
2: There's the old saying, the Democrats say the glass is half full. The Republicans say, who the fuck drank half my beer? <laughs>
1: <Wow>. <laughs> well, on that note, Sean, thank you very much. We're going to check in <laughs> with our friend Tim Mahoney, a guy that I met. Oh, man, I hate to date either of us, but I met you more than 20 years ago. And Is
3: this th- when I can talk now?
1: Yeah, of course you can talk, oh, I, dude. Look, you've I, been
3: talking for a long time. I got, I
1: got four <laughs> minutes and thirty seconds. Four. You said this was my show. It is your show. It, four minutes and thirty seconds. Okay. I have to thank sponsors. I have to lay the groundwork. It's and checking. now, okay, Mister Talk, go.
3: Um, I had met Brian Oak. I believe it is about twenty plus years ago. It was, and I want to say the first station is going to be, is it Rev? 105.
1: If we met before 97, it was at Rev 105. it was
3: Rev 105, which of course then became Drive 105.
1: Mm, It was Zone 105 before it was Drive. Zone, that's right. I worked at Zone, then they fired me to make it Groove 105, which was rhythmic oldies, and then they came back as Drive 105, and that's when I went on to cities where you and I probably saw each other more than we've ever seen each other.
3: And Rev, you know, great, just a really cool kind of what would you say close close to the current just not quite as much room but yeah uh,
1: it it was it, it was a different animal because it had commercial constraints like yeah. they were trying to get advertisers unlike the current where they're just using underwriters and that yeah. kind of stuff but when at, in the day alternative radio had exploded but also I mean, like the edge was your main commercial superpower in town right. and rev was sort of like the the cool I want to call it a pirate radio station, but trust me, they were still trying to make money over there. They were, but
3: they were great. Um, Yeah, and then Drive was kind of similar, a little wider, trying to be a little wider.
1: Yeah, and alternative music had changed by the late 90s, right, in the early 2000s. It was was more um, Third Eye Blind than it was Stoom. Right. <laughs> I mean, like, a lot like of weirdo- in any way, we, we, precisely. Oh man, what a good what, record what, that was! Is
3: that is that uh, remember the so- song? What was it? The big song
1: was it? Chasing stars yeah, or God. something like that. Or it
3: just gets so big. It's so
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, and oh, bands like Catherine Wheel, oh, and that my kind God, of stuff. I
3: was just like, all right, blown away by. Here's
1: it. the deal. So yes, it's still your show, but I'm going to ask you a couple questions. Please. Where'd you grow up?
3: I grew up, um, went to high school, in Minnetonka, Minnesota. But my family's from Prior Lake, the Mahonies, so split. Parents divorce, Half Prior Lake, half Minnetonka. I guess I say I'm from Minnetonka. Um, was not wealthy, but uh, the Mahonies are from Prior Lake. So. Okay,
1: right on. And so you grew up, you go to school. When does Tim Mahoney first pick up a guitar or first start singing or first start to feel like maybe this is who I'm going to be and what I'm going to do?
3: Well, it was drums. Drums was my first instrument. Oh, drums, really? Uh, my brother.
1: That must have been irritating.
3: Well, my brother was into rock guitar, and my mom was a musician for a living playing piano bars, so right. she wasn't around Kathy. much. And, uh,
1: well, and drummers I, are hard to find, so like being a drummer, you're suddenly well, in demand.
3: kind of, and I was five years younger, than my brother, and I picked it up pretty quick, so I was playing in his bands, in his high school band when he was a senior, and then when I was in about eighth grade, my mom, just off the cuff, bought me a guitar, not to necessarily be that. And I just started playing and kind of writing at the same time. But, again, no ambition. I really thought I was a drummer. That was my main gig. Um, I was a big skateboarder, so that was another huge thing, part of my life. Hold on, hold <laughs> on. New
1: information has come to light. Are you a longboarder? Are you, like, uh, I mean, like, what, what is oh, your specific so, skateboard sort of passion?
3: So this could be a whole podcast. People don't know this about It will me. again. I've never, I've met you 50
1: times, and this is the first time you've ever brought up skateboarding.
3: Skateboarding was my whole life. Um, I competed in street skating. Um, I have a picture I've been mulling around of me. Uh, Street skating, of course, means you're using kind of the terrain of the streets. Now, this is back, remember, when we would go downtown to skate, and you know we'd get our boards confiscated, and jocks hated us, would beat us up. I remember being beat up in Excelsior. For street skating, because and you've been, because beat, you up yeah. He's been remember, beat up a lot. Remember, this was—I hate getting punched. I'm going to be honest. I hate getting punched. No, I went back and found the guy, to beat the fuck out of him anyway.
1: <laughs> oh yeah,
3: uh, baby. But Revenge. The point is, it's mm. funny. The X Games changed everything for us in a good way, but now it's as funny. Everybody knows that Tony Hawk, like they're so cool. I'm like, wait a minute. You know, there's this whole group of people, like especially the Powell guys, Tony Hawk, Lance Mountain, Mark Gonzalez was my favorite street skater. I have a picture of me doing a rocket air off a launch ramp. Doing a uh, which I I'll, I want us to post um, on my Mark Gonzalez board. I remember a jock drove over it, but that was a big part of my Oof. life was skateboarding. And uh,
1: okay, and I didn't mean to derail your story. I just I've never so I, I've known you for so I long and never in, knew you were in a skateboarder. Depth
3: of what I believe, you know, the trend coming here.
1: When's the last time you were on a skateboard?
3: A couple days ago, you know. Really? Um, but the longboard, funny thing, all that, of course, goes back to the '50s, '60s, right, California. Yep. And by the way, you know, in California skateboarding, everybody's skateboard is for transpo, you know. Um, well, at least now, one
1: way because it's a lot of hills out well, there. Well, that's it. Pretty hard well, to skateboard well, back is. up the hill.
3: But they, all, they think it's so unique. And another the thing is going from where I went to the larger boards era and then everybody changed to what we used to call um, a freestyle board, which is the two sides up yep. and one size board. That was basically derived from um, Miller, the freestyle board guy. Um, and that was the
1: way to do tricks, right? I mean, if you've got both sides up, well, you can move, you can manipulate meant, the board a lot better. That
3: meant that Miller was just a, what they call a freestyle skater. Now they evolved that into that one board size. My opinion is I still like to skate the old ones, whether you know a little wider shape, um, just because that's where I got brought up on, you know. But we were doing a little more old school tricks. Now it's kickflip to everything. You don't really touch yeah. your board a lot. Yeah, we were doing a lot of grab your board. Drive off the top of uh, moving trucks. That Wait, kind of are, thing. are
1: we talking about stale fish right now? Yeah, yeah. Okay. But
3: I mean, if you're going to so go skateboards, you're a
1: drummer and a skateboarder.
3: Well, there's more things to this story.
1: I know there are, <laughs> but let me, let me, let me. I'm just trying <laughs> to get people into it because not many people go very far down this specific path. I don't think anybody has. You're a drummer. <laughs> you're. Let's <laughs> <it never has. laughs> keep and that part short. <laughs> I mean, like, were you also, were, were you also proficient? I mean, how did you keep? the ladies away if you were a skateboarder and a drummer well
3: it was a weird transition because skateboarder i was not popular with the ladies because what? everybody hated board you got to oh, yeah. remember you kidding they're ca- deadbeat they, they called us worthless. punks yeah they called us punks yeah and i mean how i mean how just uneducated you think about now you know people look you revere sean white tony hawk of course these guys are our enemies that's why we like Fuck them now. I mean, yeah. are you kidding me?
1: Did you ever transition into snowboarding? Because I feel like so that's yeah, the transition. Guess
3: what? Uh, me and my friend, one of my main skating partners, uh, Eric Lumberg, we, we tried the first Burton board. And we thought we were going to be the first Burton board. I'm telling you, the one lip up, looked like a ski, and we ordered one. And we thought we got this. Well, the problem is they hadn't implemented the whole edges concept. Right. It was very difficult. We kept rolling down the hill. We're like, this blows. Because it was very hard. They didn't have the edges sharpened. It was like weird. Well, it's we kind of like know. you have
1: to have a good, like, so you've got your great deck when you're a skateboarder, but you've got to have the wheels that'll rotate well, in order to catch your edges, right? And they right? didn't
3: know what how it was going to turn out. The whole edge concept, mm-hmm. which is like skiing, right? I'm a big skier too. Right is they didn't know that was going to be the key, using your edges so much right at the beginning. Right. And then, of course, that became the thing. But the first one was just basically like, get on it. They thought you're just going to easily go down this. Well, no. Basically on a two-by-four with rounded edges. It's kind of like skaters think they can surf good. Of course, Mm. I tried that. Surfing is very hard. I cannot surf at all. I right. suck.
1: But you're good at skateboarding. So I did not mean to turn this into an extreme sports conversation. <laughs> no, it will. But I didn't know that about you. So let's go back to the music briefly before I hit one more sponsor and we talk about life and get a song from you. Um, let's. Uh, I, I want to know uh, about. Um... Why are you grinning? What? I'm just excited. I,
3: <laughs> I love your beard. <laughs> I want get. I want to get lost in your beard.
1: You know what you think you do until you, get in, about until, you, until you get in up close, and then you're like, "I'll never leave this place it alive." Like an old, no, old,
3: an old man with a hat. No,
1: and <laughs> and one who just had soup. Um, no, it's like the mini, it, it's like the minute. Oh, I wish it's like the Minotaur's lair. You don't want to, You don't don't enter because you may never leave. So you go to drums. Your mom buys you guitar. When's the first time, so were you first in a crap cover band, or did you go right to writing brilliant songs?
3: Haha, <laughs> brilliant. That is a very good one. Um, I still haven't written a brilliant one yet. Well, maybe yes.
1: Oh, you've written a couple of anthems that people sing along to maybe. every time That's, they see you live.
3: Well, yeah. Um, I, I guess what I like that I grew up listening right away, and I like that by chance I did start writing and, and playing. I always tell it to young, you know, families now if I'm teaching or something. If you can start creating right away, you know, get them to do that. I just it's hard, but let them do what they want to do first, don't force them, but I don't know, I just feel like it, that that helped do it rather than just trying to do covers.
2: Can you play one of the songs that influenced you early on?
3: <laughs> Didn't I do that already the night um
2: No,
1: no, we just got here. No. 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 Um, he goes no,
3: no, Jim, that it's was different. today not-
2: <laughs>
1: Yeah, okay. um, but that being said, so like if you could play a sample of one of the songs that that hit you early on that you freaking loved,
3: well, it's, it's or, for sure one.
1: Okay, please. But
3: I don't. you know, I did this the other night on Facebook Live. It was late. It was St. Patrick's Day.
1: Well, people are already drunk. Screw those people. This is a well, no, new I day. Think, it's a fresh new day.
3: But it, it, it for sure was. I mean, it's really two songs, and which are to the two two artists that are totally different. It's Sam Cooke a soul singer? because I did learn listening to him sing. Um, so which I know, understand just, he's pretty good at. Not I'll just do a little shabby. sample maybe of each. And then the other one, of course, is you too. Now, mm. the weird thing about that is is it was Unforgivable Fire record and Joshua Tree, but it was really one song. So I think maybe I'll just give a little sample of each. Please. Um, but the song is, is, which people have heard me do, but I just got to give a sample. It's just when I heard it, I remember hearing it about, 17 years old and just telling my mom, because I did not know Sam Cooke was black. Uh, I just know I want to sound like that, Mom. Why does he sound like that? You know, I want to sound what he's talking about.
2: Tim, go back to your room.
0: (laughs) 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 If you ever, oh, you change your mind. Oh, about leaving, oh, you're leaving me behind. Won't you bring it to me? No, you bring your all. Your sweet loving me on home. Yeah.
3: So just that there. That, to me, in a nutshell, singing like that, that feels the most home, singing like that.
1: Does it still bring you joy?
3: 100%. Like, that's just, that's easier than talking to me, doing that. And the other song, which is first appeared on the Unforgettable Fire record, is um, it's a song called Bad. And never knew what it was about. Made up my own stuff. Um, just hit me very, very emotional. And I just those are the kind of two reasons that song probably is the one that said. Thinking that's what I want to do, but what an unusual song. There's really kind of no chorus. It's just this kind of droney thing. But it was almost part half the Edge and half Bono of this. Just...
0: If you twist and turn away If you tear yourself into again If I could, you know I would If I could, I would let it go Say surrender I'm wide awake I'm wide awake I'm not sleeping Oh no
3: There's a couple samples.
0: Um. Now,
3: you talk about that's funny when I've never really played those back to back. I don't think ever like that. And how different, but they just gave me a total sense memory, sense memory on. Wow, that is what did it. Um, And learning that to sing for me now is more comfortable than talking. It really is.
1: And I'm glad that you. And even
3: to to make up, like just ad lib, you know. My mom and I would say, "You're only as good as how fast you can prove it." It's easier for me to go.
0: I love the Brian Oak Show. (laughs) Mm. It's the best in town. Baby, let me go. We got the girls on the side of the show. You better look at them now. Hey,
3: baby. So that kind of thing. Right. It just feels, it's just in.
1: For me, so here's the deal, like I feel the same way, like I like to prepare for a show, whether it's twenty five years doing radio shows or whether it's now doing the fortieth episode of this podcast. I like to have some things prepared, but I find that the greatest moments now it's not for everybody, but I find that the greatest moments come when you're entirely off script and well, I- when and when you you could not have planned for the moment that just happened. That being said, one thing I did plan that I hadn't gotten to yet, Uh-oh. Tim Mahoney just said about how much he loved the Brian Oak Show. Turns out, Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine recently did an article about the 15 locally connected podcasts since we're all fucking stuck inside for the foreseeable <laughs> future. And they say, and I quote The Brian Oak Show For fans of the former co host of The Currents Morning Show, F those guys. Brian Oak has made a <laughs> return to the audio sphere. But now you'll catch him on and again, not F all those guys. I love my coworkers no, there Jill's, very much. Jill's hey. watching the Facebook Live, uh, so we love Jill Reddit. This is on
3: my Facebook page too, so you gotta be sort of And here's the deal. <laughs> here's the deal.
1: Jill, Jill knows exactly how I feel about her. So does Anna. So does Jade. So does Mary. Wheat. Eh. Uh no. I'm Fing around, of course. Oh, and they know that. Comes out. There's just a couple of protestant crusaders and a couple <laughs> levels above. Oh, wow,
3: cat! We're, we're going to that battle. Not yet, not yet. So that's no, pretty, that's we're a actually, pretty we're new battle. Actually not, we're actually not. That's
1: a pretty new one. But it says now you'll catch him on the digital format as opposed to via the airwaves. He chants with locals like Colleen Cruz, the Gully Boys, Lydia Liza, and Tim Mahoney. But I They're, hadn't
3: been on there yet.
1: No, I know. I put that part in. I'm, I'm improvising it's, right now. Oh, okay. Uh, there's some music sprinkled in there, too, with the show just getting off the ground. There's no telling what direction he'll take it. <laughs> but isn't that, isn't that the beauty? <laughs> that's entirely the beauty. And then, so that's what I meant. What I was trying to say is I like to do preparation. I like to be ready for anything. But you just talked about how you launch into music And part of it is the joy of letting go, but without decades of experience under your belt, I mean, you You have to have chops. You have to have chops to be able to do what you do, and and to let go. Like, you can't walk on the tightrope if you haven't walked on the low rope before a lot.
3: Exactly, and I think that's it. I mean, and you know that because you have gone over before fired. But the thing is, is that... um, (laughs) Dude, this is my my third time. That was my third time. But you got to remember, that that gave you street street cred. That gave you street cred with the skaters, for sure.
1: Oh, love those guys, man. But listen,
3: the point is, is that you do. long,
1: brim hat. But you do.
3: I'm being honest. And and so
1: do you. You've done this a long time. I have
3: been critiqued for going over on certain things, interview shows, didn't do this right, you know, you lose some fans, I mean... But either I'd I guess, learning this long, but you got if you're yourself. Now this feels more like you, uh, as long as you're giving some good content, right, and just not being over the top all that, the time. That's the whole bit. It's like the, who is you? So this,
1: this, we can swear here. To me, this whole podcast is about telling the right stories. It is about this is our town, right? We all live here. We all love it here, which yeah. is why we're still here. But the stories of the individuals, I think, you know, I'm going from an old format of play four songs in a row. If you come on, I get to talk to you for two minutes. Yeah. And then we go back to four more songs. Here, we play a song or two, and then we get to actually find out who the people are, whether they are chefs, entrepreneurs, musicians, who, whatever the case may be, I love it here. To me, that's this. And so if the occasional F-bomb, a.k.a. fuck, falls out of your did mouth. Can I say that? Yes, you can. Okay. Oh, you did want, to? you no, want to? You want to do it right did. now? You did a couple of times. You want to save it? No, I'll save some things. Okay. <laughs> but, but I mean, like, make it nuclear when you do it, all right? Okay. All right. Um, and so... um, <laughs> you have a hairy chest? Yeah. What's that? What?
0: I'm
1: sorry. Yes, Get lost do. in it. You thought you wanted to get lost in my beard. Burt Reynolds, I love oh, it. Oh, Christ. Remember that, Christmas <laughs> card? Reynolds.
3: Remember that Christmas card Yeah, I do. yeah, yeah I do, I do, I do. everyone
1: knows it. Tim's <laughs> making it super weird, Sean. So before we get back to talking more about what Tim's up to these days, I want to knock out a couple of sponsors. First, Sean Bernard, my business partner and my cohort. Um, is knockout the wrong thing to in say? no
3: relation to. Oh,
1: shut it. Oh, Uh-oh. here we go. <laughs> We may have to start this interview over. Um, Oh, I love that guy so much, and you know he's going to be on the show. I didn't say anything. Anyway, anyway, Sean Bernard, in addition to being a (laughs) podcasting legend and my business partner and producer of this show, he's also a realtor for uh what's it called the diner realty yes 50th in france you know it posh cake eaters oh unbelievable (laughs) i'm just kidding of course so right now um this is a weird time for everybody i mean we talk about servers we talk about the people who are going through privation yeah apparently donald trump's sending all of us a thousand dollar check at some point next month
2: or three thousand now they're saying it might be three thousand each if you have a
1: family of four Oh, I'm one short. Missed it Dude, by Dude, adopt that a much. kid.
2: You can adopt a kid by next week.
1: For an extra two grand? Why not? Oof.
3: What kind do you get for that?
2: 17 and a half.
1: Anyway, anyway, my point is this. Um, It's a weird time for everybody. We're all inside. We're locked in, which is why you're bothering to watch this at all or listen to the podcast. Episode 40, by the way. Congratulations to us. What's it like in the realty world right now? Is everything shut down? Are people freaking out?
2: Uh, You know, what's weird is I got two calls yesterday and Saturday I did an open house. There were 21 groups through the open house. The house sold on Sunday. Uh, We're doing inspection right now. Uh, I think what's happening is people are in their homes right now spending way too much time looking at their spouse or significant other or their dreaded children, and they're like, <laughs> I can't take this anymore. We need to move. We need to get out of here. I'm going to use this time to – I don't know what's happening, but people are actually reaching out right now going, thinking about moving once all this crap Gets through. Well, normally you're running
1: around every day. Yeah. And all of a sudden you sit down and you're like, those baseboards are shit. Yeah. I know. I think that's what's got happening. I Like, here. it's the smallest details. Yeah. Yeah. You know right. someone's going, like,
3: I'm going to rebuild one of my steps. There's yeah. not any
1: stains here, but that carpeting no. is real old. That wainscoting yeah. is somewhere from the 1860s. We got to move. So for some reason the market's still
2: strong. Um, reach out 612 859 2594. Don't forget that a portion of every sale goes to the warming house. A nonprofit local music venue. Uh, I also give people a one-year membership for two to the Warming House. I've been begging Tim for three and a half years to go perform over there, and he hasn't done it yet.
4: Okay, Ooh, a...
2: so I've no just quick quick side story. You probably don't know this, Uh-oh. but my mom and my aunt and my grandmother used to babysit. Tim Mahoney when they, they he was did. young, and that's when he and I knew each other. Well, when we small lads. We
1: met. How small? I mean, like met, diaper like, changing age. Yeah, pretty. I think we. But were we pretty, met. Oh, so those all not, three of them have seen his stuff. We have not met. No, yeah, we met not knowing this.
3: We got connected. He saw me in Rusting Gate. Oh TV yeah. Show and yeah. like some of my comedy chops, and goes, "You want to do something?" And I said, "Fine." So we met, and we knew some of the same people, but we did not know this connection totally.
2: Yeah,
1: my and aunt was. And then one we who found
3: out. His mom babysat me. I mean, what a trip!
1: Weird, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, we live in a small world. Everyone knows that. By the way, I want to talk about your comedy efforts, but first, real quick, uh, just to make sure everybody's covered. Sure. Uh, I want to th- uh, congratulate Rebecca Slater on her oh, brand yeah. new baby. It's so cool. So awesome. Cool. Yep.
2: Mave. I said Mave the other day, like an idiot. It's Mave. Well, I don't know if that, that's like an idiot. How do you idiot. spell that? I, well, Mave. M a
1: e v e. Yes. M a e v e. Yeah. Uh, in any event, congratulations. It's like she's from Brookton. She's done all of our. <laughs> It's not, actually. It's very different. Uh, She did all the photography for our website and for our promotional efforts uh, thanks to... Amy Stubblefield-Bartell, who also has done so much good work for us. There have been so many people involved who have gotten in on the ground floor. Again, AudioQuip.com, but also Smart Start MN. Before we even recorded episode one, and this is episode 40, which is hard to believe, they came on early. So what do they do? They are Minnesota's first ignition interlock company. You should never drink and drive. But if you do drink and drive, which is dumb, and you get popped, you're going to have a difficult uphill climb. They can get you back in your car Faster and for cheaper than you otherwise might have ever imagined. couple of lawyers, Mike and Ed are both great dudes. They're both deep music fans. They're both funny as hell, by the way. Like, we're friends on, on social media, and um, they're not afraid. So here's the deal. I guess the point is, for, like, a lot of people, there's, like, a shame factor that settles in after you get a DUI. And, yeah, you probably shouldn't have done it, but they're not going to be there to be part of the shame process. I remember
3: process. thinking of Rusty. I remember I felt so bad because he had so much, you know, yeah. you know uh, public shame, and it's like everybody's getting him because he was on a big national, you know, yep. whatever station. I just felt bad. He got canned. Okay. That was their law or it sucks. Their contract. Yeah. But I was like, come on.
1: Well, so what these guys do is they'll talk to you and it's, it is more affordable and more reasonable. And the timeline is freakishly short to get you back into your car because I remember a really close friend of Brian Oaks long ago hmm. might've oh, had a problem and took his child to daycare every day by cab before he then took a cab to work. And it was so freakishly expensive, again, from what he told me. And um, <laughs> these guys can help you at SmartStartMN.com. And if you go to their website, what happens? Uh, just go to SmartStartMN.com slash
2: The Brian Oak Show. They'll give you 20% off the installation of the ignition interlock.
1: Very good. Well, And so, again, just to take care of the last of the business here before we finish out the rest of the way with Tim, um, we have a Patreon account, patreon.com. If you enjoy this, if you feel like, oh, damn, I'm going to be locked up inside for the next couple of months, I enjoy listening to this show. I don't ever really know what I'm going to get from one show to the next. <laughs> that's kind of the joy of the world, right? I mean, it that's is. why it's worth waking up. And, um, you know, you can do $2 a month. You can do, well, I mean, if you have the means, you can do 5000 How about some month.
3: of my friends out there? Um, we are on my page. I just want to say thank you to Brian Oak, Mostly because having me, this is a new thing, but to tell some of my fans this is on my page, this is a guy that is what I, we call one of the last Mohicans. Now, what does that mean? Hmm. From an artist's perspective, that means that this is a true music lover. Um, this is, uh, he's not in corporate radio anymore, um, but these are the guys that actually know about every band. They can talk about them, you know, with education, from stuff and opinions about Taylor Swift all the way from mm. Queens of the Stone Age. But they know music because they listen to music. These are the people that we want in our lives talking on air um, or writing about stuff um
1: i'm a shit writer for the record by no the way. i'm I just, a shit writer so
3: how do they make donations
1: uh, oh so you so you can go to patreon.com if you want to become a monthly contributor i know that right now everyone's worried about where their money's going and all the resources you know you can do a couple bucks a month our vip level is 25 dollars, 20 dollars a month 25 20 a month 20 dollars a month and we will continue to get back to live events every month right now obviously we're all doing social distancing we're going to come up with a live event for you to stream at home, not unlike this entirely in the very near future, but there will be value moving forward. But if you like the nature of this content, if you like to hear the stories about this community, if you like to meet musicians, entrepreneurs, architects, whoever the case may be, then we ask for your support at patreon.com slash Brian Oak show. And we also have a website, Brian which show.com, um, which is where you can keep a full list of all that going on. So Tim, thank you for the nice words. And I was once accused of cultural appropriation by calling something my spirit animal, so I am not going to call you last of the Mohicans, but I am going to say <laughs> that I I also... I, you know, you are also... There's one. Th- it's one thing to be a troubadour, and but it's also another thing to be a soldier maybe, and maybe, to be a warrior. Maybe
3: go into that. Not to say everybody wouldn't know what a troubadour is, but maybe what it means. to Okay, you
1: a troubadour to me is, is you know. You talked about my love of music. Now I don't pretend to know everything about music. God, not even close. But I do adore music, and I do like the stories, and I like to watch the journey of an individual. You have been playing music for, I mean, well, for most of your life, obviously, but from the first time we met. I've known you for well over 20 years, and you are... There's something, and we've had so many guests on this show, Sean, who are their, their workers, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one thing to be Mr. Fancy Rockstar, and then it's another thing to be a person who has to grind it out, who has to work every damn day, which is something I've had to do, you've had to do, you've had to do. Oh, yeah. You love what you do, but it doesn't mean that it's simple or it was all handed to you. In fact, there are many years in, those, in, in that era where it is grind every goddamn day. Every yeah. day. and But it's what you love to do, so you put the time in. You're not becoming independently wealthy, but it's worth the work, right? I think that's what I mean by a troubadour. A troubadour goes out and tells the stories. A troubadour follows their, their line. They follow their path, but they know that they're not... They're not living the high life all the time. Sometimes, yes, and those are wonderful days. Yeah, we Other days, those. <laughs> oh, well, but I mean, they go back and forth. It comes up and down. <laughs> the label dinners. The, oh, uh, yeah. but again, or like, the fancy hotel or whatever yeah. the case may be. But then there are days of privation. But it's still, when you wake up the next morning, the only fucking thing you want to do. And here's a guy
2: that... Just because I've known you for so long that I've never met a more charitable, generous guy than you. A guy who goes over to children. You probably don't know this, Brian, but he goes over to Children's Hospital and makes up songs for the kids and does stuff like that. He'll go to the VA and sing songs. He'll do all these different charity events, many which are unpaid. Uh, and it's just been remarkable, and what you've done to give back to that. I know you don't like to talk about that stuff, Tim, but I do, and I just think it's remarkable what you do to give back, well, even on, even in times when I know you're struggling or when it's been challenging been. for you. Yep. Um, and when the gigs cancel or this happens or that happens or the coronavirus comes along, you still have that generous heart, which I really appreciate.
1: So, Sean, you're right. I didn't know any of that, yeah. but I'm not surprised by it because I've known yeah. Tim for a long time. I mean, look at this room full of white Irishmen, right? <laughs> I mean, there, I there's wanted, something in your heart you can't you can't turn your heart off to other people. I
3: just make a commitment, too, on uh, my Facebook that um, I know I'm, I'm not a political person at all, but I have a very good friend. His name is John Lash. He's a state yeah. rep. Great. And um, I'm political when it comes to him because I get behind him. But I also, through him, can get direct answers maybe much quicker than anybody else can. So one thing I will say to open up my Facebook to any questions you have, and I mean I'm talking about bills um, because John Les talks directly to the governor. I'm not saying I feel cool who I know, but I remember I was asking him about SBA SBA loans um, for Minnesota um, because – and he said, well, I'll ask the governor tomorrow. No, I didn't say I felt cool. I thought, well, God, I should share that. So I just want to say, if you have a specific question about a bill or something about funding, um, Minnesota particular, that's the best thing about Lesh. Yeah. Minnesota particular, I mean, because he's on the floor today, which they're separated into like six people, six people. Um, I feel honored to do that. I also want to make a commitment that I am applying for myself for an SBA loan. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you that I actually went pretty high on it. On the loan, and I'll tell you why I did. Because um, I won't give a number how high I went, but I am gonna. If I do get the loan, I'm gonna be taking at least ten to fifteen thousand and directly delivering it to all my musician friends. I'm gonna figure out how that's gonna happen. I'm not saying anybody wouldn't be able to get these loans. I just, like you said, I've been doing it a long time, so it's under a business. We'll see what happens. But Would if you- I do, I'm gonna commit that money to all my peers and uh, figure out how I can distribute that directly.
1: For those of us who are ignorant of the situation, what is it? is an SBA loan? Small what is business, that? Small business.
3: Ah. Small business. So oh, hey, all Sean, of us musicians are, <laughs> but it just, you know, I don't know. sure the money got freed up? Um, and through my uh, state rep uh, telling me that it should be fairly easy. Now, us being musicians, I don't know. Can I say I have an angle or an in, a spec? So I'm just saying that I'm committing that if I do get this loan, Um, I'm going to be dispersing money directly to musicians. Um, So contact me about that. Also, if you want the info, to apply yourself. Now, again, I don't know the parameters, how they're going to pick it. Will it be easy? It's a lot of money they gave a lot of people need. So, But that's one commitment I just want to say that it's just sharing. Even though it's a loan, I could say, yeah, I don't know how I'm going to pay the loan back, but maybe as my dad used to say, fuck it. We've got to help people now.
1: That That's the whole bit. Like we got to help people now. I've so. never understood the whole notion of one day at a time more than I do right now. Right. Uh, I used to and, think and, of it and not as even a... for recovery purposes. I don't... Yeah, for our I... life purposes. The world... Think about the last four or five days of how the world has evolved. It's very it's weird. It's changed radically every day. And I don't think we've seen the weirdest part of it yet. I don't. So before we talk more about that, and again, I... I applaud your generosity and your decency. Before we go any further and talk about anything else, people generally come to the show because they like music. Can we hear a whole Tim Mahoney song?
3: Mm-hmm. Sure.
1: Is that okay? I think so. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I hope think so. Well, I mean, you're, you're the only Tim. Well, actually, I do know one other Tim Mahoney, but he's not here, and let's he can't ask, play music.
3: Let's ask for a request on Facebook Live. Is there some people watching?
1: Yeah. What
2: like do you guys one? want to hear that are on Facebook Live?
3: Oh. Um, Jaden, is it Jade? Jimmy. Gary what is it Aiden right Aiden Aiden's <laughs> filming for us but I think it's Hunter Aiden Aed- oh Aidenson is, yes. is it is it tag Adel. are you G's? saying Pam oh, or it's Pan? Adle. it's Adel like the Adel like the oh German <laughs> Adel North. Oh, Adelaide. It it's Adelaide.
1: very old school. Um, turn of the century. So, uh, so we'll take a look any, there. We'll see any what any requests. any requests. The first one that pops in, or if you see more than one of the same requests, we'll go with. In the meantime, I'll remind people it's the Brian Oak Show. Uh, before, while we're waiting to see what the responses are, Tim, do you, what's the best place for people to stay on top of shows you have coming up? Things you're doing, things you're involved in, how people get involved, how they get some of that sweet money you've been talking about. <laughs> what's what's the best place for people to go well, to right find? Now, you? I, I know on Twitter you're there, but I'm yeah, where else? Do you have a website?
3: Uh, it's funny, I don't even have a website right now. I um, went
1: to timmahoneymusic.com. Yeah, you know what? And there's some it's, it was, weirdo it's long haired jerk. That, no, it wasn't porn. It wasn't. No, no, there is
3: though. timmahoney.com. I'm sorry about that.
1: Nice. Yeah. I know. It's so you got, a, you, got, you got a little side hustle.
3: No, it's my. It's not my fault.
1: Mm, He's a so shower, he not that. a grower.
2: Wait oh. a minute. No, oh, it's the I other way around. Grower, not a shower. That's right. <laughs> Same, I will by say the my way. own
3: Facebook is me running it. Uh, just send me a message with any questions. But, it, you know, about shows or about hiring or about my music, I mean, the thing is, right before this happened, I had, you know, kind of a year-long little bit of a struggle. So yep. I am building up a new website, but I'd say just my Facebook, just checking stuff there and ask me questions directly.
1: Well, also, I know at Twitter for a fact, you're at timmahoneymusic.com because your cover photo is you standing there with Dave Perner of Soul Asylum, my former colleague Paul Fletcher, just... Robin An- Schultz-Lockster. Uh, yeah. Oh, who she literally, during our recording here, sent me a thing about her yoga work that she does. So yeah. she's going to be a, a guest in the very near awesome. future because I love Downward Facing Dog. Request
2: Aiden says, uh, maybe someday. That's what maybe people want. Maybe someday. Okay. You know that old tale from the sea. Now, I've been doing a little
3: bit more soul version. <laughs> oh, I hope people chestnut. like me.
0: Everybody's looking for something more. Hope someone's looking for me. I don't wanna be all alone. Dust is clear, you are gone. Oh, you see, what if you wanna be? Emma? Maybe someday, I oh, don't know. You find a place in the sun, maybe someday, girl. Oh, you find out we could be come someday, right? But we realize that we've got to know Maybe not. Seems everybody's looking for something more. Hope someone's looking for me. I don't wanna be all alone. Dust is clear, you are gone say whatever you want to be Yeah, yeah Maybe someday Oh no You find a place in the sun Maybe someday, girl Oh, you find up We could become Someday, right But we you realize that We've got now? maybe not, yeah Still a little edited, but I just want to keep talking to
3: you, Brian. I got scared. I got scared of Mr. Beard.
1: It's right here, man. It didn't come out of the room. And it's still, I mean, can you imagine the concentration of coronavirus in this face rug that's happening right now? (laughs) Can you imagine? Um, So I want to talk a little bit about how... It got burnt out. Yeah. from what I want to talk a little from bit what? more we don't have a ton of time left but I want to right. talk a little bit more to you and maybe get one more song before we're what? done um I... edited whoops yeah. how Oops. did I get so what? edited there right. who got Which, edited no I
3: just he chopped me a bit that's fine i did that's I'm fine it's, it's gone shorter than i thought a little, okay. i thought it would be a little more me Well, no no right. i mean like i don't 45 <laughs>
1: minutes is a lot of tim mahoney right yeah, i mean we been, we a lot, got there's a little been time. some other
3: things but that's that wasn't in the contract if you don't
1: fuck it up we'll have you back no that's fine
3: just it wasn't in the contract
1: anyway my point was this in addition to the shows you play, the music you write, the work you do. You've also made a foray into live performance that veers more towards comedy, which to me is terrifying. In this situation, I feel like I can spar with somebody. I'm more funny when I'm talking to someone else. Situationally, I feel like I can be creative. The thought of going up in front of people and either either A, bringing enough prepared material, or B... Being able to just riff, that is so far outside my purview that it's terrifying to me. When did you decide that was going to be a thing you were going to add to your repertoire?
3: Well, decide, I think it was a part. I think it was really this one show I did with Rusty. It was this podcast. and uh, we talking about just, Rusty Gaten? Yeah, the voices huh. and stuff that I would always be doing, and it really... To thankfully, Sean, not like he discovered, but at least for me, started to think that way.
1: What's your best voice? Because uh, I got two of them I can't wait to break well, out. There's so <laughs>
3: many, we, we created characters, though. Yeah. So we did a podcast for Long, which I still hold up to be some of the funniest stuff. Is, you know, I did this thing with the company Life Touch, where I was like,
0: hello, my name's Marjorie Forsberg. We're here at Life Touch, and we want to let you know to all the employees. We started a new record label. It's called Pump Your Shit Up Records, <laughs> and our new artist is called Jeezy Weezy. Now we used to just do photos for school, but now we're a record label, specifically hip-hop and rap, explicit rap, so listen up, shut up, Brian, you <laughs>
1: So, so there's one. Now I'm going to drop one so on wait, you. We're, no, we're going to go back and forth. Oh, we're going back oh it's and forth. competing. Yeah, but that's not competing. We're sharing. <laughs> okay. This is a moment of joy and sharing. <laughs> Here's mine. <clears throat> and understand the man. I know I'm going <laughs> to get so much flash for this. Yes, you are. But but uh, but this man yes, is one of my are. all-time <laughs> heroes. Uh oh. You are listening to the Brian Oak Show. Brian Oak has a 25-year history in radio. <laughs> And knows a little bit about music. <laughs> Otherwise, he should probably wash his butt a little bit more. That Anyone? is
2: pretty solid. Stephen, Stephen Hawking. Voice? Not, bad. not bad. Right. I thought
1: you were going to do... No, no, jump, beep, beep, beep. That one, I'm sorry. I know, I know, I That's know. That's the ace in the hole. Okay, all right. No, we, uh, That's the ace in the hole. My, all right, my, now my, Tim? My friend and I, we, <laughs> no, uh, we, we did a bit for years and years where I'm like, you can't do that on the radio because it's... And again, I'm not making fun of the handicapped. I think Stephen Hawking... Brilliant. He's literally my top five heroes of all time. Just read his last book, by the way. However, despite the fact that he determined that black holes have mass, (laughs) he's no longer with us. He's a little bit like... Now I I feel more comfortable talking in his voice. He's like,
3: um, what's the old movie with Matthew Broderick? The only way to win is not War to games. play. War games. <laughs>
1: oh, my God. You went way back in time right there. What's time name? travel. What was the name of the computer? Uh, oh, come on, come on, come on. On Facebook. How, how about a nice no. game of chess? Not house. Yes, oh, no, he goes, no.
3: remember? Because he sees all the things yes, going. Yes, of course he I'm does. Like that's, oh, that's sort of.
1: Uh, and is it real or not? Do we fire back?
3: Uh, that's kind of scary. Oh, okay. Matthew Broderick. Here's one we, we did um, right. now where we created a. Thing We're, that we was kind super offensive, right? No, I know. All right, just it's part my dad, part his name's Wayne Baxter. And we started with calling my brother because he's a half brother. But
0: hey, you goddamn son of a bitch, <laughs> listen to the guy. I'll tell you, my name's Wayne fucking Baxter. <laughs> I drove all the way here, shit can, and I plan to leave more. That goddamn Rhino, he looks like shit. He let his goddamn beard go, get him the hell out of here. <laughs> There's a couple things wrong with the room. It smells a lot of disease. Listen! I'm coming to your house. Hey, Sean, you said this wasn't going to be like this, you fucking son of a bitch. Oh, anyways, that's, his
3: name's Wayne Baxter. He's not. He's got. He's got fans, but they're very particular. Am I right? You're right. Remember when we visited Sean Baxter? Oh yeah. And and we know. did a whole skit of visiting Sean Baxter, and he kicked us out of his goddamn house. He did. That's right. <laughs> he threw a I'm, coffee cup at us. Yes. I'm
1: not. Uh, ooh. I'm not going to be able to top that. Like the one I have left, I feel like I should save for another time. No, I think you got to do it.
2: I think you got to do it.
3: I did one other skit. We we did one um, for a spelling bee. It was pretty funny. I go, <laughs> "Hello, Bob Schmitzman. We're here at the national championship, twenty twenty of the spelling bee championship. First up, Wendy Uh and her the word is Chan Hassan. <laughs> Wendy's going to start now. Are you ready? Hey, <laughs> hey. And he's Not even close. And next up is Lori Bytrosican. Pretty close. Thanks for playing. Come back next year when we're trying to spell the word boat in French. Bye. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so mine is I was the last one i'm going to use, and then i do you have one more song in you that you'll play for us before we go yes I all do. right, very good, and that'll be how we'll end but before we go. I uh, was in the shower about, I don't know, three weeks ago, maybe a month ago. Yeah, that's about when you shower. And uh, No, no. Um, I, I, I'm uh, actually I'm you, actually real particular. I shower every- You you asked for that. God damn, I know I did. It, well, it was, oh, and If you hadn't swung at it, I would have been mad. I mean, like, it like if someone hit. throws you a meatball over the middle of home plate, you easy. swing at it, right? Yeah, especially at the beards. Well, Trem it. Damn
3: Trem it. it. Trem it. Come damn Trem it.
1: What about this, though, right? Still still kind of getting lost in there, well, right? It's, uh, You're like on you the outskirts of the Congo right there.
3: Sure time to get there.
1: We gonna do what they say can't be. Okay, fine. I'm gonna use that song. I realized the about less than a month ago, maybe about a month ago in the shower that I can sing anything in the voice of Tom Waits. Okay, can I? Okay, then can I, 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 give I, I, I? gotta know the words though is the problem. So let me let me just give you a taste. I, I don't let me give about, you a taste. Mary had a little lamb. This I, is. I, a I really like the Jerry Reed better. Can do I, Jerry Reed. Reed. Do okay. Jerry okay. Reed. Okay. We've got a long way to go And a short time to get there That's pretty good We're gonna do what they say can't be done It's kind of got a
3: speck of Robert Goulet
1: a, well, Have you met me? Look at the beard, baby There's... Oh, and see, now I've forgotten the other one. I thought were, it was great let, Let's go marry a little lamb I'll try it one more time yeah. And then we're gonna wrap this up With one of your actual songs mm. Mary had... A little lamb. <laughs> the is great. A little lamb. A little lamb. <laughs> Hold on, baby. I can't even remember the words to Mary well, Had a Little know, Lamb. I, was a fleece. I like how you Mary on. Had a Little Lamb. Its fleece was white as snow. And again, I don't even really, I'm not even a big super mega Surely fan, move. but I'm just slowly—I'm slowly old, so old and my throat is so burnt. You I in. actually was singing like in the, in the shower and I, reckoned, I was like, ooh, I need your love, babe. Yes, you know it's true. Doing the fucking Beatles and Tom Waits voice. John Marchland
2: from Facebook Live says, hints of Michael
1: Bolton. <laughs> How dare you? Just because I'm balding does not make me like Michael Bolton.
3: Uh, you're way better there.
1: Thank you very much. Yep. I appreciate that, Tim. Tim Mahoney, um, you were a treasure, and you promise you'll come back, yeah?
3: You know I will. The show's getting pretty popular. It's hard to get booked. I what do you think? oh my Hello. god.
1: Hello. Oh my
3: the god. The
1: Oak Show. So not true. Where um, Oak lives inside of you. Oof. Ooh. <laughs> Uh, um, we're going to say goodbye. Thanks to Sean. Thanks to everybody <laughs> who's involved. Thanks to Hunter, who's been doing this on Facebook Live. Don't take it personally, Hunter. Tag. Um, but it's great to have you here. <laughs> Thank you to Tim Mahoney. Thanks to all of our sponsors. We're going to go out. Well, uh, Coming up next, though, we are going to talk to Aaron from Electric Fetus. Yes, yeah? we are. Okay, very good. But as we say goodbye to Tim Mahoney, let's hear one of your songs, man. Please.
3: Let's go back a little bit. Here's a, I've written one song with this gentleman. I call him a gentleman. You know him. His name's Phil Solom. Good friend of mine, and I wrote one song called Welcome to New York. Um Ironically, we did not write it for a TV show, but then there was a TV show that was coming out called Welcome to New York, and we submitted it, and it almost made it, but then the show got canceled.
0: Oh, Son of a... Damn.
3: Damn it. But I heard Phil and Danny are doing some cool stuff now that they're doing the reboot and all that stuff, so they're making like a new version, so... Hold He's on, in Nashville.
1: I hate to lose the momentum. What do you mean the reboot and all that stuff? Well, what are we talking they doing about?
3: Something with friends. They're like doing something. I don't know. If they
1: are, that's new information. To well, me, whatever. They're just
3: they're just talking about. Okay, okay. They're, they're, they're doing they're a re-release, but yeah. okay. they got dropped in one network. I'm not saying like, they're re-filming. I just mean they just keep the show alive so much that Phil and Danny will come out and do these like little special things. So we were on and... a
1: break. Nothing. Ross fu- and Rachel. Everybody? Oh yeah, yeah, Jerry? yeah. That's right. I
3: didn't watch the show. I just like the hell
1: Thank you very much, Tim Honey.
3: Uh But this is a song called Welcome to New York. Phil, if you're watching, which I know you're not, um,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: anybody who knows Phil will get that. Uh, <laughs> Phil is far away from any kind of podcast or thing. Let's go, Welcome to New York. <laughs>
0: Everybody knows. Where you need to go to make it in this world You don't have to believe one word Of the lies that you've been told Don't want to end up in L.A. London's not my town Give me the city that never sleeps Stays up way past on. Welcome to New York. I've been waiting to see that sign. And welcome to New York. Now I feel like I've crossed some line. Looking out the window of my hotel room. At an endless stream of cars. If I need it more than I'll find in the city I might as well move to Mars Yep, yeah, come on! Gonna stop what I've been looking for Everything's right here If I never come back home I'll send a souvenir Yep! Yeah. Welcome to New York to New- I'm way that sign right now come on Welcome to New York. Don't screw me up. Wait, when you clap myself, excuse me, yeah, wait. Welcome Guys, welcome to New York. Guys. <laughs> welcome welcome to to you guys New
3: in the Now you sing out there in Facebook land.
0: Welcome to New York. Right on the beat. Welcome to New York. Won't you let me back here? I think your show is sweet. I know you'll have your best year. The Brian Oak Show is where you get the real stuff from his heart, from his soul. That's what you want. BrianOakShow.com Thank
3: you out there. Michigan, Laramie, Wyoming, of course, Idaho. Brian's friends. Sean's one friend. (laughs) <laughs> uh, but thank you so much for being on here but thank you so much to brian i'm sure brian has more shouts on his show he's only thanked everybody in the world that's why i got cut edited.
1: you didn't get cut uh, we had a full hour uh, no one got uh,
3: cut it's fine corporate cuts obviously happen in small <laughs> no one
0: got uh, cut I'm fucking
1: with you. that was fantastic we're going to have to do that again for goddamn sure. I, I
3: didn't even push the gas yet either.
1: <laughs> oh, you're still on Facebook Live there, Video Man. No, there I just go. killed it. Oh, all right. It was looking at your face. It's, got- it's the Brian Oak Show, and I want to thank, before we get to our next guest, Audio Quip, That is AudioQuip as in audio equipment, AudioQuip.com. In these trying economic times, trying because, well worldwide pandemic uh they are still renting equipment people are still going out of the house occasionally even though practicing social distancing and i saw a instagram post and instagram post from them earlier today where they mentioned they'd only sold or had rented two things in the last seven days the economic hit is everywhere right now sean as i know you felt i've also felt lost one of my part-time gigs
2: Ugh, it's brutal man i saw that you posted that that's a bummer
1: well and there are mom and pop shops all over the place you know there are some people who are going to weather this just fine based on the nature of their job but then there are servers there are retail people The the implications of staying at home which by the way i am in full support of the flattening the curve which everyone can't stop talking about is crucial you look now as of today which by the way happy march 19th it's the first day of spring there's I was excited. There it is raining too. <laughs> I <know. the> <laughs> yeah, no, it's so it's, um, it is the first day of spring, but it, I want to flatten the curve. We need to nip this in the bud. But as of today, Italy has now outpaced China for the number of deaths from coronavirus, even though they're on total lockdown, but they got to it a couple months later. So we're doing the right thing, but it is going to have a profound impact on day-to-day workers, but also so many businesses that make the Twin Cities what they are and the surrounding area, including the electric fetus.
2: Oh, absolutely. And I was just going to say real quick before we get into that, my uh, my friend Claire Killen, Peter Killen's wife, posted they laid off Four hundred people on St. Patrick's Day,
1: and this is from Kara pubs because yes. that's their Black Friday.
2: Yeah, Kieran's, the local and the Liffey had to lay off four hundred people on St. Patrick's Day, and the story, sad.
1: the story is the same everywhere you look. You know, whether we're talking about the service industry or whether we're talking about retail, and some of the bigger places will be able to weather the storm, but the average everyday person might not. And we want to make sure that businesses survive. Uh, it's um, it, it's part of what makes the fabric of this city. I mean, that's what this. Podcast is about is telling those stories. Right now, we are joined by Aaron Meiring, co-owner of the legendary Electric Fetus, a place that I've been going to for more than 30 years. Turns out a place that was born the same year I was born. Groovy, psychedelic name, an incredible record store, maybe the best new arrival section I've ever seen in my life. Sorry, other record store job. Don't take that personally, but it's really, <laughs> really good over there. Aaron, how are you? I'm great. Thanks, Brian. I imagine that your last few days, I mean, its we've all known that the weirdness was building, but I have to imagine your last few days as a co-owner of an establishment that's been around for more than 50 years, they have to be weird for you.
4: Surreal weird. If you would have told me seven days ago, a week ago today, I would be in the position I am today. I would have said you're crazy or nuts. There's no way I would ever believe it.
1: Well, because we haven't had anything quite like this. And I'm sure just like you, well, I can tell by the seriousness of the the reactions you've taken and, and the way that the electric fetus is approaching this, that it's, you're taking it seriously and you have to, and it's terrible. You know, you are, for intense, all intents and purposes, as successful and long-lived as the electric fetus is and the incredible nature of the staff you have there. Other locations having to lay off so many people has got to be gut wrenching.
4: Oh, it's the worst day of my life. My life. My uh, Saint Patrick's Day you mentioned. Same thing. We we had no idea on on you know Saturday and Sunday was a was an okay weekend, and then we get to work Monday. We decided to adjust hours to try to to do our part and that sort of thing. And uh, you know, you got two questions. You got is it really the right thing to do for the economy and morally and ethically and all that sort of thing and then the other part is we had a bunch of staff that didn't feel comfortable coming to work and i'm not going to make them come to work or, or do that sort of thing so by tuesday within two hours my wife and i had to uh figure out how to write up a layoff notice to around 50 employees oh, that, and oh.
1: it's bru- And again these aren't people who are getting independently wealthy these aren't people with massive 401ks and huge packages and golden parachutes these are people like servers or whatever so many others, who this is going to have a direct impact. So I can only imagine how gut-wrenching that was. Let's go back prior to the advent of the coronavirus lockdown that we're enjoying right now. And let's go back to a simpler time. Your father-in-law, Stephanie's father, founded the electric fetus in 1968. Is that right?
4: That's correct. With him and a couple, I think it was three other... Friends of his, right, um, and then after a short while, two of them dropped off, and he had another business partner for about ten years before he ended up buying him out.
1: When uh, whenever I brag about the electric fetus, the people uh, people who aren't from here or haven't spent decades going into the electric fetus. Still a weird, weird name. Very, <laughs> it, it, but it's a very weird psychedelic name. It's very much 1968 when the store was founded. Um, but it is a weird name. And obviously it's more than a record shop. You know, I don't want to call it a head shop because, of course, those things aren't legal. But there is some parapenhelia, if you will, there, uh, which <laughs> is, obviously is only, only intended for tobacco use. But there's a gift store. There is a used CD section, DVD section, a great record section. It's really... I mean, I mean it's a hub it's part of the culture of that neck of the woods that's the woodier neighborhood technically right that's correct yeah I, And so you know about 10 years ago you and stephanie come into ownership and you are in charge of it and that's what sucks about today is you're there because of the love of music the love of community nobody wants to have to worry about having to sanitize every damn record cd and dvd in the store that's a, that's a totally different world oh it's a,
4: it's crazy and even if we if we somehow could have stayed open or things were going farther we would have been out of supplies by the end of this week, anyways.
1: So, what do you? What so when you when you and Stephanie take over ten years ago, and you're now the new co owners? What was your? I mean, what has happened in the last ten years? What sort of changes have you seen to the Electric Fetus in the last ten years? Not that it wasn't doing a great job for the prior forty years, but what sort of things did you decide to focus on and make make the Electric Fetus even more Electric Fetusy?
4: <laughs> well, the main thing is um, when we first came on, things things weren't bright in the music industry right um it was one of the you know major downturns it was before the vinyl resurgence
1: um that's a dark time to become the the owner of a record store man exactly (laughs) and we we both my wife and I
4: both left corporate jobs and if we were still there today we would have been one of those people that probably been like oh we're sitting at home for two three weeks And and we're fine and we're fine right but um so our number one focus was to continue to drive events events to the store um record store day was just kind of coming out at that time um it had a couple of years on it but how do we make these events bigger in stores bigger um our garage sale we kind of started to to get rid of and and liquefy that thing and and really focus on the family aspect and building multiple generations of customers and building on the uh, gathering place of the community is is really what has helped us survive through these years
1: to me, that's what a record store is. I mean, I I also work at a different record store, and I um, from the time my daughter was young, I was one of those guys, I was never trying to be a hipster about it. I collected a ton of records when I was young, in my teens. Then when it went away completely, and there was a huge downturn in terms of vinyl, for sure, not just the music industry in general, but vinyl, for sure, almost entirely went away. When it came back, I was like, well, I never sold any of mine, because I love the artifact. I like the, the ritual of pulling it out, of looking at the liner notes, of having to get up and and turn it over you know I mean you can put on anything online that you want but I also I like the ritual at home but I also like going through because then you know when you're looking online maybe the algorithm will find you one or two weird things that you haven't seen before when you go through and flip through the stacks at a record store there's nothing like it I mean I've seen records I'm like Three dollars for something called what? Who? I, well, the Surprise Sisters. Well, surprise, surprise! I got three dollars. I'm taking this home. Now it turned out that one in particular sucked. But, but it was. It was but it you can't
2: was, win them all. But for three dollars, it's worth the gamble. I'll I mean, I roll
1: the dice for three dollars. I looked on the back and it was produced by Tony Visconti, who worked with David Bowie for years. I'm like, well, okay. I like my odds here. Turns out like you said, Sean, you can't you can't <laughs> win all of them. Uh, but th- that whole experience to me and so when you talk about the community part, you guys have essentially a gift shop that has like, you know, posters and socks and purses and incense and candles and all that kind of stuff. A great music selection. You've got the uh <clears throat> Smoke Shop over on the side as well. Um, it, to me, that experience is so important that when my daughter was young, we never got rid of our turntable. We never stopped buying records. I would make her go as a kid, and she'd be like, you know, so we're going through, we're flipping. She's like, Dad, do you know this band? I'm like, I have never even heard of that damn band. She's like, oh, well, then I'm buying it, you know, right. just because that's what kids have to do. They have to find their... And so that experience and sort of watch that grow over recent years has been so amazing. And I got to be honest, I don't know how you feel. I've been startled at how sustained the vinyl revolution has been. I expected it to be a two, three, maybe four year fad, and then start to fade again. And it just keeps growing. I mean, I don't know if we've peaked, but it's been very, very solid.
4: I don't. I wouldn't say we've peaked yet, but I, I'm in a hundred percent agreement with you. I, when this first kind of started happening, the ball was rolling. I'm just waiting for the end to end to come on it. But it's funny how you said the generational thing with your daughter and stuff, because that's what I kind of see now happening is. A lot of this generation, they've never owned physical product before. Mm -hmm. And so you used to go in, when I was a kid, on a Friday night, you're you're in your date, you go to the video store, you look through all the new releases, you don't win them all. Sometimes you take one (laughs) home and it sucks. (laughs) Turns out Basket Case, (laughs) not a great
1: horror movie. (laughs) Not a great one.
4: (laughs) But it's the experience. You go home, you put it in, you actually watch it. Where Now with records, you go shopping, you browse through the aisles, you pick out something, you go home, and you actually listen to it. It's not background noise because... Um, You want something playing while you're doing the dishes or you're working on another project around the house. You actually sit down and listen to it and have that experience of entertainment.
1: Well, and I think the thing that maybe deters some people like, you know, again, like I said, I work at a different record store now, just very, very part time. But the. It's mostly middle-aged white guys like me, but not exclusively, and the number of younger people who come in and are giving it a shot and going through it, and I think the other thing that people need to know if you're you're daunted, you're like, well, I don't know that much about music, and turntables seem like a hassle, and they're expensive. There are such decent, affordable, entry-level turntables that, you know, for me, being my age and having been to as many concerts as I have, fidelity is not the most important thing, but I will recommend this. Either have decent speakers. You don't have to have twelve thousand dollars speakers. No. Have but have decent speakers, or just one really good pair of headphones. And I recommend over ear headphones, over earbuds, or oh, yeah. Bluetoothy things. Oh, yeah. Now, but there are Bluetooth. You know, if that's your comfort zone, there are Bluetooth speakers. There are Bluetooth turntables. But just a regular old school turntable with a decent. Uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? What's the thing you need? I want to call it a promoter, but I'm too tired right now. It's, oh, um, amp. Thank you very <laughs> yeah, much. I, was like, <laughs> I couldn't. <laughs> All right, I, I, I thing, thought it was but, gonna be way more difficult than
2: amp get, get Get
1: around, kids. Grandpa's gonna tell a story. <laughs>
2: it may take a while.
1: An, erp, an amplifier. <laughs> right. Yeah, no. I just for some reason the word amplifier was hiding somewhere in one of the dark shadows. And uh, anyway, you don't. My point is, you don't have to break the bank, and you don't have to worry about having a five thousand dollar turntable. Although they are available if you have the resources. Oh yeah. But um, you have you have that kind of equipment at Electric Fetus, yeah.
4: Oh, yeah. Yeah, we sell anywhere from, like, you're talking about that entry-level table up to, uh, I think, our most expensive one is the new uh, Music Hall Classic at about, I think it's like 599 579 something like that. But mm-hmm. great turntable, but you can also get great sound out of the $99
1: Audio-Technica as well. You really can, so.
2: For people uh, listening
4: right now who want to support the
2: Electric fetus today, I noticed that a lot of other uh, retailers are offering gift cards. Would you suggest that people go to electricfetus.com and, and buy some gift cards so they can spend them later?
4: Uh, yeah, absolutely. That would be um, that's that, that would be the best suggestion I can do. And in fact, what we're doing right now is uh, if you go to electricfetus.com, we are um, offering uh, a free $10 for every $50 gift card purchase. Fantastic. We've only done that over the holidays, um, but uh, desperate times come for desperate measures. And um, we're also offering free shipping uh, domestically for any order over nineteen ninety nine or more. Um, why we picked
1: 1999. We're Prince fans, I you guess. Were I you you <laughs> were, <laughs> were dreaming <laughs> when you wrote this. Easily his best <laughs> album, so I support that. Easily his best album. No. Uh, and So But you also do. So you have the online faction. Right. People can also go. What's the website? ElectricFetus.com? ElectricFetus.com. And
4: while we're talking about turntables here, um, we also just started today doing 10% off all of electronics. Um, oh, my gosh. Turntables, headphones, um, all that jazz. So, in fact, we just had somebody... Um, and it's online only. We're not necessarily doing the curbside thing. We weren't sure, does that promote people to go out and about then? We're not really sure, but we did have somebody that wanted to get a turntable, a basic entry-level setup like that, spend less than $300, mm-hmm. set them up with a pair of powered speakers. It's got. A, you don't need the amplifier because it's built-in amplifier in the, in the turntable. Right. And I just live around the corner. We'll put it in the garage, knock on the door when you get here. We'll open the garage door, come grab it, and then we'll close the garage door when you leave. What if for the Brian Oak show we needed a
2: turntable and – you know, for the show. 10 per, 10%
4: off. 10%, that's
1: pretty good. <laughs> i I say Brian 10% O'K- is really good. That's great. I, I guess that was my point earlier, is not only the expense, but a lot, I think a lot of people are daunted by like, well, I don't want to have to make a liquid crystal radio set, right? Like I think like maybe <laughs> right. setting up a turntable at home is going to be more difficult than that. And also you don't have to know all the records when you go out. Nobody knows all the records. Aaron is the co-owner of one of the coolest record stores in the upper Midwest. And I'll bet you still see records you've never even heard of before. Oh, Hundreds every day. And, and so that that to me is the whole joy of it. I've been doing this my whole life, and I still flip through the stacks. And I'm like, who the fuck is Chilliwack? Okay. <laughs> anyway, my point is this. So um, you will be there, electricfetus.com. I'd like to have you back because I want to talk more about the event-based nature of what the electric fetus does and more of its history in the community. But we do have to wrap up because... Well, even though people are trapped at home, they will only listen for so long, and I don't (laughs) want to abuse their patience. Uh, Please give my best to Stephanie, and good luck with everything in the future. If this drags on, please come back in the next few weeks, and we'll talk more about the history of the electric fetus. Will do. And if it doesn't drag on, then come back sometime after that, and we'll (laughs) still talk about the electric fetus. I'd be happy to anytime, Brian. All right. Very good. Aaron, we are going to leave now. Speaking of the event nature of what you do, how many live bands you've had in there? Man, I've seen everybody in there. I've seen dan wilson i've seen john hyatt i've seen so many good artists at the electric fetus but we wanted to let you pick a song and this was one of your very favorite live moments there
4: yeah one of the uh my favorite moments there was edward sharp and magnetic zeros playing home and it was just i thought it was appropriate because it was right after one of the last major tragedies we went through with uh, the tornado of 2011 that came through and we were uh just getting getting the building rehab back together and our whole gift department was cleared out so they came in just formed a circle on the ground people gathered around them and it was like a just a old school jam session
1: sometimes hippies are exactly what you need and i'm a big fan aaron thank you man we'll talk soon thanks a lot brian